Welcome to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Arora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. What's up, Course Wizards? Welcome to yet another episode of the Course Wizards. I am your host, Amit, and I'm here with the one, the only... Christopher Maselli, what's up, Chris? Hey, Amit. Oh, it's a good night. We're doing course creators. We're doing course creations. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's a we good are night. Talking, <laughs> we are talking about some of these channels Chris is facing. Like I'm facing right now, just opening the show. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's one of the challenges. But today's episode is very special. We're going to talk about how can course creators overcome some of the common challenges that we face, right? As we get in course creation, or even if we are seasoned course creators, these are some challenges that we continue to face and what are our tips to overcome it? So Chris, why don't you open us up since you're having some challenges? All right, yeah. We've been doing this a long time, haven't we? And between the two of us, it's been probably a good decade or more that we have been recording online courses of all kinds. And over those over the time, technology may change in that, but there are still some common challenges that we find have come up time and again and that people ask us about. And so we just thought we'd talk about some of those. And so, yeah, the first one is really just coming up with your course idea. It can be so hard sometimes to figure out what exact angle, what thing am I going to talk about? What do I know about? And the truth is, what are you passionate about? What do you love? What could you talk about forever? Or what do you know about that you can offer a unique perspective on? Thing like that you can create a course on. Really, there's almost nothing that is off limits as far as course creation ideas go. If you can think it, you can probably teach it. And if you can teach it, you can teach it online. So yeah, just come up with your idea. And you know what? Sometimes it just takes practice. It's okay to go ahead and record one and then realize you're going to end up scrapping that course because it just didn't work out. That's okay. I've got courses I've recorded that no one's ever bought, right? <laughs> and that comes with the territory. But every once in a while, you'll come up with one. It'll just sell like hotcakes and it'll be the kind of thing that you know that just resonates with people. And I am yet to find that. That's sell like hotcakes one. Yeah. And I can tell you, Chris, this is my challenge too. So even after been doing this since 2015, I'm still struggling on what's the one stake I want to put in the ground. That's me. Yeah. What am I, what do I want to be known for? I can't do New Zendler because that's too niche down. Like I can be the New Zendler guy, but I don't think I can do courses on it. Because it's so niche and if it is that niche down, then it's going to be hard for me to sustain and quit my job and become a full-time course creator, right? Yeah, it does take a while and you just have to really dig deep and figure out what are you passionate about? Because I'm passionate about so many things and I jump. If I see a new topic, I'm like, let's capitalize. Chat GPT, perfect example. Let's capitalize. But am I going to be the chat GPT guy? No. I think what I figured out, Chris, and you have known me for about three years now, is I want to be the blogging guy. I think I'm teaching people how to blog successfully. And I think finally I'm coming to realize that's what I'm good at. And I have ranked multiple blogs and I've showed you some of my hidden blogs that are only in the affiliate world that I don't want to disclose. But now I've figured that out. Chris, do you does that resonate with like, 
what I'm saying and how difficult it can be and how to find your strength. Yeah, and sometimes it's it's not just about finding the one thing. Sometimes it's about finding the overall kind of ideas. So like when I'm just talking about being the blog guy, it's not just how to create blogs, but it's how to drive traffic to blogs. It's how to come up with new blog ideas, right? It's how to use the different platforms that blogs are on. There's a lot of things that surround that idea of blogs that he can branch into because he becomes the blog guy, right? And so you can do that same kind of thing with your topic. I know a guy who does a particular uh, piece of writing software, kind of like you know, you're talking about a new Zendler. That's a particular piece of particular app. I know someone who does a particular piece of writing software, but then he branches off of that into how to write your own book and how to do okay, um, like a screen you know, editing screen and then he'll go on to other ones. So you can definitely branch out. It's really just that overall idea. Yep. And talk about this all the time. I'm in the Facebook group with Daniel. He started mm-hmm. off as the film guy, yes. but now he's branching out into how to grow your YouTube channel, but his catch or the lead magnet for people to enter his world was how to use Filmora. And if someone's using Filmora, they likely are using it for YouTube, which feeds into how do you get better at YouTube. Then you join his paid Facebook group and you can see how that translates. Yeah, and some of that comes, I think, from getting to know your audience. Because as you get to know your audience, they're going to start asking you questions and certain questions will become very common. And so if you are normally doing videos on Filmora and then you keep getting a bunch of questions on how do I grow my YouTube channel, it seems a natural extension to make that your next topic. What's So, Chris, the next one we have here is, we talked about this in our previous episode, so this is a real good one, is feeling natural in front of camera. Yeah, this is a And everyone has their own way, right? Yeah, a lot of people have a challenge with this. I don't feel comfortable being on video. A lot of people say that. And yeah. Um, yeah, how do you feel natural? How did you get to feeling natural in front of a camera? I never did not. I never had the fear, even though I have a severe fear of public speaking, sweaty palms, <laughs> heads, everything gets sweaty. I had done a digital, I had participated in, within my work, like my previous job. We had done like a digital talent show and I'm like, sure, I'll put my name in the hat. This was on Zoom. It was still so nervous i had taken i remember three tequila shots before i even <laughs> started so i'm not recommending so that. you don't remember it at all i was doing a comedy show yeah. and uh, yeah it turned out to be okay but to overcome that fear i had a fear of having so many eyes on me but when i'm recording for youtube no one's watching me live so i don't really care uh i think that's one thing to remind yourself is if you're just recording your videos that no one is watching live just speak to the camera like you're speaking to your best friend and if liquid courage works for you then that's great for you try that whatever works but yeah just look right into the camera like i'm looking right into the camera right now and you don't have to if you don't feel comfortable thinking that this camera is looking at me then just do it off camera and just do audio in the beginning and slowly graduate to maybe enabling your video Yes. What really helped me with it was because I'm a perfectionist. So I would start recording and think, oh, it's not good enough. I got to re-record that take. And then I started watching others who were recording videos on training, watch them on YouTube or through other courses. And I would see them mess up and it didn't bother me because I love the content so much. 
And then I realized I could do that. I could do at least as good as they were doing. And knowing that was my standard made it a lot easier for me. And it just took away any of that. It set the bar lower and it made it easier. It also helped to have the right equipment, right? When you get a good camera and your face is nice and clear, when you got a light, when you've got a good microphone, we talked about several of these things on our last episode. If you want to hear some of our recommendations, but just get some decent equipment. It doesn't have to cost a lot. It can be under $100 to get yourself a Blue Yeti microphone and a C922 Logitech camera. And with those two things, you're pretty much ready to go. And the right equipment goes a long way. And it, it's so relaxing to be able to sit down and just know, okay, I got everything I need. I just got to record now. It's just the content now. And you have it down, right? Because you have your stream deck. You know when to press a button to cut yep. from scene to scene. Yep. Yep. Every, you get it all set up. It takes a while to set it all up. But once you get it set up, you're good to go. Yeah. It does boost your confidence. It, you like, okay, all I have to do is be in my element. And that's one of the challenges, right? Just facing the camera talking to your audience, being on camera, that's one of the challenge, one of the many challenges that course creators face. We're not going to cover the whole breadth of challenges or we'll be here forever, <laughs> but we're going to try to cover some of the top ones. One challenge that I have faced, Chris, is growing your community. And that's always one of those catch-22s where you don't want to be too sleazy to grow your community by dropping links to your community, but also provide value. So what I found works best for me is just providing value, immense amounts of value. And when people see what you're providing, they will actually click on your profile, find which area you will, or which platform you hang out on, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. And if you have a community in your profile, they will come join that community because they want direct access to you. That's good. Yeah. Building a community can always be a challenge. And another challenge that i found that a lot of times people face is creating a second course. They put all their blood, sweat, and tears into their first course, work as hard as they can to get it just right, and then they feel like, okay, I'm done, and not realizing, you know what, that was just the warm-up. You have so much more that you can teach and train, and so don't forget that you can do that, and the best thing you can do is just jump into the next one, just like you did your first one. So I am I'm going to rebuttal you. That one more thing that people forget, including me, which is also my challenge, is once the wave has died down, how to keep riding that wave of sales for your first and your flagship course. Yes, yes. That's absolutely, that's a great point, Amit, because we it is too easy to create a course and then just go on to the next thing. And yeah, so yes, you want to you want to keep creating. And I guess that's what I'm saying when I say build your second course. But that doesn't mean you just forsake the first course go ahead and realize you can reintroduce that to the world every few months if you want to. It is a continuous moneymaker for you if you get something out there that people really like. Yep. And I think the best way, because Chris, you and I are both probably guilty of this, right? You just had launched your course last year. We talked about, we went through your sales page and I don't think you promoted it after a while, or are you still promoting that? No, that was that one. The, the one we went over was the uh, one for Black Friday, and so I haven't recorded that. I haven't promoted that one since because it was a special Black Friday deal. But yeah, I need to pull that one back out of the vault and try again with a whole new angle to it. Maybe we'll do a Christmas in July. <laughs> I like that. 
Yeah. But that's too far out. You got to do something before that. There's, I think you're right. Uh, wh- well, I, I've, I've been you working on one. Them. I'm working on some email training courses. So uh, that's what I'm working oh. on now. Because you're also promoting mailer lights. So that kind of ties into that. That's exactly right. Yep. All right. Awesome. So creating your second course, but not forgetting about your first few courses and continue to. I think a really good way to do that is to set up a lead magnet funnel that sells that course as a backend offer and get people in with the lead magnet, then sell them and keep that automation just on a loop. So all you have to do is keep filling the bucket with leads and funnel those leads into your paid course. Easier said than done. I haven't done it yet, but I that's my next step with my chat GPT course is to now create a lead magnet that I can promote for free. People come in through mm. that, then sell them the course. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What's the so next? what are some of the other challenges, Chris? You tell me. I think setting your pricing is a challenge. I can't tell you how much I agonize over this. That, and that was when we were talking about the Black Friday deal that we put out there. That is something that we really struggled with is how much is too much to ask or how low is too low to where we're not making enough money, right? Is it a value piece? Is it a money-making piece? You, It takes a lot to figure out exactly what the right price is for your audience that you're promoting it to. And a good thing to do is just know that you have to learn over time. You have to learn what your audience is willing to spend on courses, what kind of value you're bringing, depending on what the course is. And look at, see what other people are doing, do your research, but then also test test. And I know in your latest course, your chat GPT course, you actually had multiple price points that you could test and see what was most efficient so that then you could stick with the most, the most promising one. Yeah. And I would say just every few months, just raise it. See Mm -hmm. how far you can raise it and where that bar is, where you're going to start seeing a drop off where, okay, that might be way too much. But I'll give you an example. I'm in a Salesforce Facebook group with 16,000 professionals. And it's this group is run by this guy who teaches a Salesforce course. And that's his core. Like that's his job. He does that for a living. He charges 2200 bucks. He has a team of people on working with him because he's so successful with that. And I told him, hey, can I promote my $200 course? And his words were, your course is too similar to my course. And you can see the price difference we are charging. I'm charging 200. He's charging 2200. And he's scared that if he promotes my course, we have almost the same content, he said. Mm. People might start taking mine over his. So clearly I have a price gap here that I need to bridge. Yeah, it sounds like you need to raise yours by about $2,000. But that's one of the problems and challenges that I face as a course creator is, one, just not having this be my full-time gig where I can give it my 100%. So my... Attention is always divided, which is one of my biggest challenges as a course creator is how do I stay focused and stick to that one path until I've completely exhausted it. Like I'll create a course, I'll do a launch. The launch was great. Like we did with chat GPT. Then the fire turns down to a simmer and then I move on. Instead of putting more fuel on that fire that I already created. Yes. Yeah, that's good. I don't so, know if that's a challenge that you face too, Chris, but that's one of my biggest challenges. Oh, yeah, yeah. The biggest challenge, I think, probably on this list is this last one, which is just getting sales and keeping sales. Keep getting sales. 
And that is something that we're all still figuring out. And sometimes it's like you, there's almost nothing to figure out. You'll, I know course creators that have created a course and it just took off. And sometimes you look at it and I think there's nothing special about it. Like, why did that one take off? And yet I know there's maybe I've created another one that's even more in depth, is even better video quality, right? It's got extra resources, but it's not selling as well. And why is that? And that's, it's that's something that's the kind of thing that'll keep you up at night, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a culmination of everything we talk about on this podcast, right? It's the your sales page, your lead magnets. Everything has to be in sync and on brand. And you have to continue to deliver at each of those touch points to then eventually ask for that money that they'd be happy to give you because you just provided so much value. Yeah, that's right. All right, let me recap here some of the common challenges that are faced by course creators. First of all, coming up with that course idea. That's always a challenge. Just go ahead and go for it. Find out what drives you. Feeling natural in front of a camera. Best thing you can do with that is just press and watch what others do. Be yourself. Third, having the right equipment. Don't be afraid to invest in a good microphone and camera. Go ahead and create that second course. Don't let the first one stop you from keeping creating. We always tell you to keep creating. Next, grow your community. That's one of the best things you can do is your community grows. So will your sales because they're the ones who like what you're doing. They've already raised their hand and said, yes, I want more. And you can sell more to them. Then, of course, setting your pricing and getting sales. Both those things are a big challenge. And I face challenges with those all the time. But as you do this more and more, you start to see what works, what doesn't, and you can go on from there. Yep. Thank you, Chris. Now, I heard this on a different podcast, and I want to adopt this. See if it moves the needle, Chris. All right. So I would like to challenge our listeners and our watchers to, if you found value, right, from this episode, from any episode before this, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, let us know if we have helped you, we're giving you all this for free. Yes. So you are in debt because now you have consumed free content. <laughs> the lead magnet. Now you need to hit subscribe and let us know how we are doing so we can get better. So we'll continue to provide this for free. Do you yeah, yeah. need to put an urgency on this? No. All right. We're going to continue to provide this for free. But what we ask for return is subscribe on our YouTube channel or on the pod, wherever you're listening. And let us know how we are doing. With that, thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast and for tuning in. And until next time, what are they going to do, Chris? Got to keep creating. Bye -bye. Keep creating. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com.